It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit PDCenterLV.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5740. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872. The builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark. Home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook. America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.com. U.S. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Oh, yes, everybody. It's a Monday night here at Sports X Radio, which means one thing it's a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. I'm your host, Andrew the Fish Vane. With me, as always, Mark the Mastermind Hoke. Look at you pounding the desk. Well, it's a pound the best desk kind of night. Right Why are you here. beating up the equipment? Our equipment's already beat up enough in here. We are, of course, live at the PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Over $3.5 billion in, in verdicts and settlements for their latest clients. That's Panache and Boyle. Success rate 99%. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. Area code 702-830-9353. That's area code 702-830-9353. We are in, that's right, the PSBR Law Studios. Don't forget Rappaputi. Can't forget that. How could you forget Rappaputi? I don't know. Just saying. I will not forget Rappaputi. Okay. So it's Panache, Boyle, and Rappaputi. Rappaputi. There you go. Sorry about that, Mr. Rappaputi. Yeah, there we go. He, well, he joined the party late. It was just yeah. Panache and Boyle. It was. And then they added Rappaputi. It's like, uh, He's a new name partner. It's like a, well, I I, you know, I don't think they advertise with us. So. Well, no, I think, actually they do, but, you know, that one law firm in town that, you know, has the song that everybody knows, and it was, I, I, I don't know. It was the person's name, and then I, they I got don't, a believe partner. Not, I don't know. It, never mind. This you, got is, a, you got a partner. It and, is Panache, and now you Boyle, got a and Rappaputi. There you go. Well, you know, it's a, it's, it's a locals thing. If you don't know that song, you got a problem. That's why, but that's why we are in the PSBR studios. Right. As opposed to just the PSP studios. Yeah. Here in Las Vegas. I'm just sorry. I, I, I digress. We, you digress. And what an amazing weekend in sports. <laughs> did you, did, is it amazing or pathetic? It was amazingly pathetic. They're... This is why people ask me a lot of times, especially being in the crowd of you degenerates that I'm around here at KDWN. I don't know what you're referring to, but okay. Why don't you bet on sports, Mark? You know what you're talking about. Nobody says that. Yeah, they do. And you know what I tell them? This is all I have to do to answer that question 
is to put up the results of everything that happened this weekend and say, this is why I don't bet on sports. I'll give you advice if you ask me. But no. No. I, I would like to thank the San Diego Padres and New York Yankees for <laughs> joining the uh, playoff <laughs> baseball world. And they're going home now. So we have a World Series. It's a rematch of the 1980 oh, what a great National series. League Championship you, you, Series. You and I were looking at those rosters after we did the Mark Hope Dick, show on Sunday. Dick Ruthven, Warren Brewstar. Oh. Come on. Of course, Steve Carlson leading one of the... But you, And for you kids out there who don't remember, the Astros used to be in the National League. Right. So that's why it was the National League Championship Series. And back then, the NLCS was a best of five. Yep. And the Astros, who were in the, a, in the NL West, and the Phillies in the NL East, because there was no Central. Great series. It, was, it really Two was. It, it went all teams. five games. One of the games was a one nothing game that was scored. Winning run scored in the ninth. It was just a fantastic series between the Astros and the Phillies. And I'm sure between now and Friday when the World Series starts, we are going to see a ton, and I mean a ton of videos of, of that series. I hope so, because it was great. But how about this? If if the World Series somehow gets to games six and or seven, that would be next, a week from Friday and Saturday in Houston. If you're a Philadelphia fan, Thursday night, the Eagles are in Houston to play the Texans. Okay. Then Friday night, the Phillies would play the Astros. And then Saturday night, the Phillies would play the Astros. How's that for a road trip for a sports fan from Philadelphia? Oh, that's I'm not right. sure if I'm not sure if the Sixers are playing the Rockets in any of those in, in that little area. <laughs> that would be kind of cool too. God, I hope so. They need a win. <laughs> they got one tonight, which we'll get over when yes. we get when we go over the Richard Badge and Philly Toyota out of town scoreboard. Good but job. still, what a great little road trip that would be for a Philly fan. Yeah, it'd be all right. I mean, you have to get to game six and seven, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't see anybody beating the Astros. What's amazing, Astros haven't lost in the postseason yet. No, they haven't. They're seven and zero. They will. I think the Phillies are going to get them at least one. Maybe, prob- you know what? I- I'm going to say six. My 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 intellect and sports knowledge that I've accumulated since childhood says to me five done. But I I the the heart and watching the Phillies, I think they can at least get this six. But if you're the Phillies, the scary thing. Is that Jose Altuve still hasn't hit, and you know it's it's bound to happen. Yeah, because and if he catches fire for the World Series, then forget it. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I think, I think that a lot of this is going to hinge on Houston's pitching. The, to yeah. me, the and to me, the biggest difference in the two teams, or is the bullpen and the Phillies. But but I'm gonna I I have got to give Rob Thompson credit for what he did. In those last couple of games, he was not afraid to pull his starters out of the bullpen and say, I am putting my best people in here. I'm going to win these last two games. We're not going back to San Diego. And I thought pitching Syndergaard and Suarez was fantastic. Beautiful. Beautiful. And more managers have the guts to do that in the playoffs. I I would tend to agree with that. But I just thought that the Padres, to me, every time they scored, the Phillies had an answer. Well, and that's and, and that's, that's got to be very that's got to be very demoralizing. But going into this playoff in the National League, I think if you were to rank the teams that were in the playoffs, the eight what was it one two three four five six teams in the playoffs, the Phillies were number six going oh, in. I, a few weeks ago, I said 
the one team that I'd be really surprised in the Mantle World Series was, was the, the Phillies. Phillies. So I am surprised. Yeah. And, you know, the Padres, hats off to the Padres. They beat a 101-win Met team and a 111-win Dodger team in the, in the postseason. And they played their butts off against Philadelphia. But every time they scored or caught up or took a small lead, the Phillies had the answer. And that's... That's why the Phillies are a scary team, and it, and it was funny because I think I think why we under, may have underestimated Philadelphia was because it got off to just such a terrible, terrible start. You know, Girardi got fired, the bullpen was a mess. You know, they'd have a game where they'd win ten to one, and then they'd go and lose twelve to one. No, I, I you, you understood never knew what you were going to get, but they were actually once after they made the managerial change, they were on like a ninety-five win pace. The they thing, were playing really good baseball, thing but the, we just didn't notice. The thing the Phillies had that made them so dangerous is Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. You have co aces basically who that when you were going out there, you knew at least one, if not both, of them were going to get a win. Now that's going to make game one very interesting because it's going to be Zach Wheeler because obviously all the pitching is going to be rested. So there's not going to be any excuses. You're going to have Zach Wheeler against Justin Verlander. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the problem with that for the Phillies is if one of those two guys loses either game, game one or two, it puts them in a real hole. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true because, you know, I, I think Syndergaard is, could step up to the challenge on this. He, I, he, I he mean, just, he, he's, it's, he's not the same Syndergaard that he was with the Mets. No, but he's pitching smarter. He's pitching smarter, and when he came over, now that was one of. But them. he's their number four starter. They have Ranger Suarez at number three. Yeah, I mean they've got and and Suarez looked good. Yeah, he looked they, great at coming out of the bullpen. You know, I I think. I mean, think about you're right. Think about this. Rob Thompson took out his closer Dave Robertson to put in Ranger Suarez to get the final outs to clinch the, the, yeah, the playoffs. What a great decision that was. It really was. It really was, and and Dave Robertson we always takes out Tyler Anderson when he's, you know, when he's pitching yeah, a one hitter. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh well. GG Dodgers. GGLA. What's the GG? Good game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it, what about the Yankees now? That's the team that I mean, what do you, so what do you make of this team at this point? So here's me taking off my I hate you Yankees, you're Satan's team. Right? Obviously saying, as an Orioles fan. And saying they need to overhaul that roster a little bit. Does the, Aaron Boone have to go? I don't necessarily know about that, but I think that I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a nod of agreement from the from the producer there. But he, he's I, just shaking his head. Yep. The to me the issue with the Yankees, and this was the issue last year too, was they're in, they're just inconsistent. They don't their lineup is feast or famine, and they they won a lot of games this year. They, Just because of Aaron Judge, and it was funny because I saw a stat the other day when they were comparing, you know, what the, the Yankees against Houston when they played this year, and the Yankees only beat them twice out of I think it was ten games or something like that, and Judge hit walk offs in both of those games. He saved them, and and that should tell you something about your well, about your team. They just they if if they don't get that the the big bomb, they can't score. The high, well, the high, they scored in baseball. I believe uh, the number was something like fifty-seven percent of their runs came on via the home run, and and, you, and that is way too high a number. You can't win like that. No, because so, good so, pitching will shut down good hitting like that. You need to really take a look at every spot in that lineup, and I think that they need to make wholesale changes. I think the pit, I was impressed by the pitching staff this year because last year the pitching staff 
was a disaster, well, and right. they and they nearly missed the playoffs because their pitching was and horrendous. The, the, for sad, a while. the sad part for the Yankees is their best hitter, Aaron Judge, is probably going to be gone. It's poss- good possibility. I mean, I, I but can I you? If you're, you're the Yankees, can you afford to let him go? No. Anthony Rizzo says he's going to he's going to opt out with his player option. There's there's a well there's a lot of guys on the Yankees that uh, are going to be free agents this year. You know, but and, they still honestly, owe Josh Donaldson a lot of money. They still owe Giancarlo Stanton a lot of money. Yeah, well, that's the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, obviously but, they but still they owe, actually, Garrett, owe Garrett Cole a lot of money. But they actually, I think their payroll was only around two fifty, which I'm mean, saying only, but it's not the Dodgers and the Mets. They well, the they Dodgers do pay, keep, the, the Dodgers have like seventy three million dollars coming off their books. Yeah, they. I have a. I mean, this could actually be a blessing in disguise for them. Because you have to look at that Yankees roster and say there's something that's just not right. So can you find a way to – because you're the Yankees. You can get who you want pretty much. So you can look at that roster and say, well, you know, maybe we need to get rid of this guy and that guy and that guy and get some more – you know, get a couple prospects up and just turn things into a different club. And at what point do we stop – Basting the Astros for what happened in 2017. I did it a while ago. And start go, recognizing that that's six straight a- ALCSs they've been to now. They're, <laughs> and they've been. This is their fourth World Series, third World Series. They lost to the. They lost they, to the Braves. They lost to the Nats. They lost. To, they it's their fourth. They yeah, beat the so Dodgers. Yep. This is their fourth World Series since 2017. The, the, here's the thing about the trash can deal. Yeah, they cheated. They shouldn't have done it. But man, you still got to hit the ball, right? And and not only that, but you know, but think about it. Think of the guys they've lost from that team: Carlos Correa, George Springer, Garrett Cole, all gone, and they're still winning. There, there's only five guys left from that t- 2017 team, and I and but I'm I know, talking about, but I'm talking about the major guys, which was like I said, Correa, Springer. Every time, oh, every, sure. and every time one of them left, someone's like, okay, they're done because so and so left. Oh, they're done, and yet here, here they are. And here's the thing about Houston: they're they, you know, Mike Elias, who's the GM in Baltimore, is building the Orioles the same way, way they, they built, built the Astros. Houston. They have a great farm system. They've brought up guys that can fill in because you know in today's baseball world that you're going to lose some of these people. They're not not everybody is going to sign and stay for 15, 20 years. They're going to move on, and they are have been really smart in how they stock their system. And they have people to fill in, and and, and I'm going to tell you right now, Baltimore's going to be doing the same thing, because that you're you're going to understand that they, you know, they just like the A's did a long time ago. They they had an, they may not have completely finished the job, but they understood that people are going to take your parts away. You know, the Yankees are going to find a way to get somebody from you. The Dodgers are going to find a way to get somebody. The Mets are going to get somebody from you. So you have to make sure that you've got enough people in your system. So when you do lose that guy, you got to feel him like Diaz, the shortstop for Houston. Geez, Zoo, he he's amazing. Jeremy Pena, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Is that the, I mean, it's Pena, Pena? I'm yeah. sorry. And Kyle Tucker um, in the outfield, they, who, who took over for George Springer. You're, no, you're absolutely right. And I think hats off have to go to the entire organization. And it pains me to say that because obviously the Dodgers were the guy, the team that lost to them. Yeah. But you're right; it didn't matter. You, you still had to hit the ball, and. I think we're both in agreement that Dusty Baker wins his first world championship as a manager. He should, but boy, if he doesn't, oh, 
I, I just oh, I just don't I think I think this this layoff actually hurts the Phillies because of the momentum they had. The Astros didn't need the momentum because the Astros are just playing good baseball. The Phillies are doing it with playing good baseball, but having that momentum as well. But I, I think the thing that everybody is forgetting about the Phillies, number one, they're on house money. You know, they're not supposed to be there if they they get to the World Series. There's no pressure. I'm pressure except that they're going to put on themselves to win. But you know, the guy that always impressed me and I and I got to see Bryce Harper a little bit when I lived back in Pennsylvania when he was playing in in Harrisburg for the the double A Phillies team the Senators and he wasn't he wouldn't have played for the Phillies team in double A or was, Washington sorry yeah, yeah it's Washington Senators yeah, 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 okay sorry. you scared me for a second sorry, like, my bad but he he always had a swagger and a confidence and you know he was pretty cocky too I mean he did some things and said some things that people were like, what the heck? But that dude plays hard. Is he the best player on the diamond in the World Series? Mm, I don't know about that, but he's he might be the most dangerous. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, would, uh, that's the only guy that I think could compare is Jordan Alvarez. And, Kyer, and, and Schwarber finally picked it up. Schwarber's not, no, Schwarber's just going to, he's, he's an all or nothing guy. He'll walk, and he'll hit bombs, but he'll whiff a ton of times. Real Muto. I mean, they, you know, and Hoskins is playing well. I mean, you know, I, it's going to come down to as long as the Astros keep them under control, they're going to be okay. But, but they that Phillies team is a gutty, gritty man. They're they are a Philadelphia team, and I, they are going to fight till the end. And, and I will tell you this: the, to me, the biggest difference feels like for the Astros, this is just one in 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 a line of it that next year they have just as good a chance of being back. Mm-hmm. For the Phillies, this is a one-off shot. Not that they're not going to be a good team. Well, I don't know about that. Not that but not that they're not. Not that they're not going to be a good team. But next year, they're still going to have to contend with a great Mets team and a great Braves team in their division. They're still going to contend with a great Padres ta- team and a great Dodgers team in the in the National League. The Astros are at the top of the American League. The Phillies aren't going to be at the top of the National League. So this is like their best shot because they're already there. But the one thing for the Phillies t- it, too is. Their ownership is willing to spend the money to get them where they need to be. And you look at what they did. I mean, really, the Phillies, to me, won the National League what they did at the trade deadline. They filled a lot of holes, and they still know they've got some holes, uh, especially in the, the corner outfield positions. It you wouldn't know, shock me. Is, and, you know, the one guy it won't shock me to see them sign is Trey Turner. Because they're going to need a shortstop next year, yeah. and 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 Trey Turner wants to play on the East Coast, and I could absolutely see Trey Turner playing in Philadelphia. You know, the one guy that I that would be so much fun if they could find a way, if Mike Trout got to the Phillies. No, that's never going to happen. I know, but he's a Philly guy. No, I know. That'd it's, be it's, fun. it's just ne- I, that's fun. why I was shocked when Trout Trout signed the contract because I thought he was going to become a free agent to sign there. Yeah, you would have thought, but but they're but they're they're going to probably do what Atlanta did. I mean, Atlanta kind of came out of no. I don't know where last year too, and they improved their team and you know, just ran into a hot Phillies team. This is, I, I think this is going to be a better World Series than a lot of people are anticipating because I'm sure we're hearing a lot of four or five. I don't know. I mean, could it? I, I could see five, but I think it's going to go six. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But, but, but I think Astros still hold the commissioner's trophy at the end. I think so. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And the other thing, because we're talking about baseball, the last bit of baseball I want to mention. Because we talked about the Astros, also in state, big news coming up for the Rangers, hiring Bruce Bochy. That'll help. What do you think of of his hiring? I think that's that's a great boost to them. The Rangers definitely underachieved this year. They've got some pieces, and they're also showing that they're willing to spend some money. 
you know, people forget how good the Rangers were. You know, back-to-back World Series. I mean, that's that that they've got some things going there. But will Clayton Kershaw be the opening day starter for the Texas oh. Rangers in 2023? Um, I'm gonna say no because even if he goes there, I don't think he'll be the opening day starter. Will he be on the in the Rangers rotation in 2023? That may depend on what happens with Mister Roberts. That's my Robert Robert isn't getting fired. They they've already said that he's not going anywhere. Well, we've heard that they, before. They gave him an extension, so he's not he really isn't going anywhere. Then if I were Clayton, I would probably bail out. If he wants to if that's where he wants to go and he wants There's, to finish. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw has three options. Stay with the Dodgers, go to the Rangers, or retire. He's not gonna pay he's not gonna go anywhere else. He's not going to the Yankees. It's not about money. The Rangers offered him more money in a longer term contract last year, and he stayed with the Dodgers for another year. He will more than likely play next year. He's already said that. His house is 20 minutes away from yeah. Globe Life Stadium. He but grew up in that area. Could I throw something fun out for Kershaw, though? How would you like to extend his career a little bit? Put him in the bullpen. Eh? Eh? Mm. Have him do an Eckersley. If, if, if he still had the speed that he had, then maybe, but his velocity is down a bit. He's got still got an amazing curveball and a wipeout slider. But he's either going to be a Dodger or a Ranger. I wanted to know if hiring Bruce Bochy makes him a Ranger. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that really makes that much of a difference. I think it's just a matter of whether he wants to go and go to Texas or not. That That's not going to hurt, obviously. I think it's a good hire. But Now, you'll notice that we did not talk about the Monday night football game as we are usually doing at the opening of the show. Mm-hmm. That's because not only was the game itself a dud between two dud teams in the Bears and Patriots— but it wasn't even a close game. 33-14, the final Chicago Bears win in New England. We'll talk about that plus the rest of the NFL because there's a ton of NFL stuff, including the Jets and Giants still continuing to win and a former MVP riding the pine now. Oh, good Lord. This is SportsX Radio, Fish Tank Edition, right here on a Monday. I'm Andrew the Fish Vane. That's Mark the Magnificent Hoke. Or Mark the Mastermind Hoke, host of Mark Hoke Show, right here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. Take us to break, my friend. We'll be back, and we'll talk some NFL. If he dies... Nice. Huh? Huh? Little Drago? You're a greasy Italian tank rock. <laughs> He'll murder ya. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports Tank Radio. to switch to Southpaw Rock. No, no, no tricks, Mick. I'm telling you, kids, switch, switch. All right, enough, enough, enough. This that was is pretty good. This is Sports X Radio, a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. Oh. I'm your host, Andrew the Fish Vane. Of course, Mark the Mastermind Hoke with me, as always. Tyler, how was it? Is it pretty solid? Okay. We got a thumbs up from Tyler, the producer, so there you go. This is the Monday night edition, so it's time to talk a little football. Monday night football, finishing out the week. The Bears <laughs> destroying the Patriots there. Patriots now fall to three and four, and weirdly, the bottom of the AFC East. <laughs> Which puts, I laugh at this NFL season. <laughs> it is one of the most oh. bizarre seasons the entire NFC South is under 500. They stink. The Buccaneers and Falcons are tied for first at three and four. 
The Panthers and the Saints are one game back at two and five. Could somebody call Tom Brady and tell him the season started? Hop in the maybe hop in the time machine. Is this Brady's last season now? Do you think? I think that he Father Time has shown that he is still undefeated. Well, now we know why Brady wanted to retire because of all this personal stuff. Because I am guessing Giselle was telling him, come on, honey, stay home. No, I'm thinking she said, get the hell out. No, I no. Because I, he originally retired, and I think she said, I don't want you here. No, I th- I think I think what happened was he sat around for a little bit and he missed it and was like, honey, I got to go back. I, I, I'm not done. I'm not done. You can't tell me to stop. And she didn't like that. That that's that I'm I massive okay. assumption massive no, assumption neither but. neither here nor there at this point I want to know from you I'm going to give you five choices oh boy which is the most surprising is it a the Bucks are three and four mm-hmm. b the Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West at four and three b is winning c the Giants are six and one b is still slightly ahead. D, the Green Bay Packers are three and four. D is, uh, the Seahawks are still Or E, the New York Jets are five and two. The Seahawks, by a little beak, because I didn't think the Seahawks were going to win four games all year. They they looked like a dumpster fire. That's more, they're being four and three. And in, in, in first place, first place, regardless, because right now it's a really bad division record-wise. Not team-wise, but record-wise. But that's more, more surprising than the Jets being 5-2 and two, or the Giants being 6-1. and 11-3, and three, the two New Jersey teams are combined. NFC's team's got easy schedules this year. Am I stunned that the Giants are 6-1? and one? Yes, but I, I just thought there was no talent left in, the, in that division in that Seahawk organization. To me, the Green Bay Packers, not just being three and four, but losing three straight. And into the teams that they have lost, maybe the most surprising. It is ugly up there. It is very And it gets no better for them because next week, they travel to a rested Buffalo team on Sunday Night Football to play the Bills. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Boy. There's two quarterbacks right there that had a shot to walk out. And they may be regretting it right now, him and Brady. They may be seriously regretting not calling it quits. Aaron Rodgers could have been hosting Jeopardy right now. Yeah, he could have. You know, Tom could have been on the beach. I, I think this is Tom's last season because I think Tom realizes that it the game. I, I just don't have it right now. I don't see, but I. This was something, and and maybe I should have said something a while ago when we were talking on our NFL previews and everything, but. Did everybody everybody seem to forgot that Todd Bowles was not a good head coach? No one forgot that. But nobody talked about it. No, because it, it, it didn't matter because it didn't matter who the coach was you when you had the thought was it when you have that defense and Tom Brady, it doesn't matter. Well, and plus the receiving core that they've got, there's there's tools all around. Right. Now the offensive line is, is struggling. That's the problem is the offensive line. But I mean, but Bowles they almost bad. lost to the Steelers. And then they did lose. No, they lost to the they Steelers. Lost, they lost, so, they lost okay. that Steelers game. Oh, that's right. They did. You're yeah. right. I, my apologize. They lost to the Steelers, and now they lost to the Panthers, who had just traded away Christian McCaffrey and had P.J. Walker at quarterback. Now, granted, they still have some great players on defense, but still. You lose a game like that. They were like a 13-point favorite in that game. You lose a game like that to Carolina, 
that falls on the coaching staff. That that is so sad and pathetic. I just I there, there's no explanation for me. Who has the better chance of turning it around, Tampa or Green Bay? Probably, probably. I think Tampa's the more talented team, so I would say that. Now, Green Bay does have the advantage of the division. Their division's not so good. Well, the Vikings are good. But the, proved, the but, Vikings but they, improved. But got, the Vikings' only loss has been to an undefeated Eagles team on a Monday night in a standalone game where Kirk Cousins has never been good. But it's still Detroit and the Bears too, and they only they have they get the Vikings at home. So, yeah, but I, I think Tampa's the more talented team, and they're in a better position right now. Green Bay is in trouble. Because they're probably not going to win the division. Before so. before we went on the air, we kind of went through the, the the schedule for the Packers, and it seemed the best case scenario is they end up eight and nine. Yeah, I I mean they could still do a little better than that, but they're but they are in they are in a major hurt I, right I, now. I don't see they're three and four, and I don't see them beating the Bills this week. I see them dropping no. to three and five. No, they're not beating the Bills. No way. In Buffalo, uh, after Buffalo's been rested for a week, I think if I was Aaron Rodgers, I just you know just take the day off, man. I think Jordan Love, you wanted it. I mean, it's a, get a little case of the vid. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Love, you wanted it. Here it is, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Speaking of quarterbacks, controversy in Indianapolis. What that? Matt Ryan, former MVP. The guy who was supposed to take the Colts where Carson Wentz couldn't. So maybe it really isn't Carson Wentz's fault. No, it, I told everybody it wasn't Carson Wentz's fault. Although the commanders couldn't win with Wentz, they start. Tyler, Taylor Heineke, and they win. But that's beside the point. Matt Ryan has now been benched for the remainder of the season. It's not a game benching. It's a remainder of the season benching for former Texas Longhorn quarterback Sam Ellinger. Well, I guess we're going to find out how Sam Ellinger is. Hook him horns. Yeah, go buzzing. Is that is that the Colts giving up on the season? Or is that the Colts thinking they can win with Sam Ellinger? They must. And, you know, Frank Reich was my... Uh, OC there in Philly. He's a good he was coach. Also, he was also the but guy who led the Bills to the greatest comeback in playoff history. He did. I just... He, he, it's it's look, amazing look. to me that the guy who has the, the greatest comeback in play, NFL playoff history and college football history is Frank Reich. <laughs> that, is, that is an interesting stat. But that... Yeah, oh, man. I... I don't know what Frank's doing there, to be honest with you. I was... I mean, I it's, was not like the Col- I, it's not like the Colts are a one and four. Well, they're three and three. They're three, three and one. They're a half a game behind the Titans. You know, last year, I, mean, I don't know what happened internally with Carson Wentz. He's a good dude. I mean, I've, I've followed Carson forever. I was shocked when they were like, oh, we got to get him out the door. And I'm like, well, I thought Matt, well, and I thought, well, no why? offense, Wentz, regardless of Wentz, I thought Matt Ryan was a perfect fit in Indianapolis. I, they had a great see, offensive line, a good running game, good receivers. They had everything he needed to rejuvenate his career. See, but I'll disagree. I don't think they have the receivers to do it. I, I just think that they're – Matt Ryan coming into that situation. Michael Pittman is a legit number one well, receiver. Okay. And when you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, that takes the pressure off of every other receiver. Sure. Paris Campbell proved yesterday that he can that he's a pretty good receiver as well. Well let let's see if he can do a little bit. They're better more. receivers than the Green Bay Packers have. <laughs> I just I don't like I said there there must be something that Reich is seeing that he wants to give earlier a shot. But it's not a, and, it's not giving him a shot. He's well, saying Matt Ryan is benched for the year. Do you Yeah, but let me ask you a question. If if he goes out and lays a couple of eggs, 
You really think that they're gonna you're gonna leave Matt Ryan on the bench? You you don't say you it. You might otherwise. as well trade him then. You get you, him out of there, right? You don't say it otherwise. You just say we're just ben- we're, you don't say he's benched for the year. You say he's benched. They are saying Matt Ryan is benched for the year. Then then what's he doing there? I have no idea. They're paying him a ton of money. That's what he's doing there now. I just I the Colts have lost their way, and that team should be the one that should have been running away with that division. Oh, absolutely. And to me, they have the most talent in that division. There's no question about it. But yeah, now I don't know Tennessee. I mean Jacksonville giving away games, you know that they they shouldn't have lost the Giants game. I mean that was ridiculous. And how and how shocking, you know, I'm just jumping around here in the NFL. Was it that the Niners who got Christian McCaffrey, which apparently they got, and the Rams drove up the price really high on McCaffrey because it was a bidding war between the Rams and Niners to get McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Lost this week to the Chiefs, but not the fact that they lost to the Chiefs because that there's no shame in losing to the Chiefs. But it was the defense that really let them down. I, th- I'm going to chalk that up to you had a lot of guys that were hurt. Yeah, they're coming back, but they're kind of dinged up. Um, it was a home game against the Chiefs. You shouldn't. But it's the Chiefs. You shouldn't be giving up 44 points. You shouldn't. But, the Bills only but, gave up 20 points to Kansas City the week before in Kansas City. The Chiefs are finding their footing without Tyreek Hill. I. They sh- it shouldn't have happened. Look, the Chiefs right now to me are the second best team in the NFL. I think the the three best teams in the NFL right now are, are in the AFC. AFC. The I Chiefs. Really I, I know who you'd think the third one is the Cincinnati Bengals. It is the Cincinnati, and Bengals. they are they to me may not be one of the three best, but they may be the most dangerous team in the NFL. I wouldn't want to play them now. That, you know, they got the offensive line squared up. It looks like I don't know if it's totally done yet, but they brought in they they they, they have four new starters on the O line. You know, including over. So how huge were those losses early for the rest of the AFC? For the three losses early for the Bengals for the rest of the AFC, meaning because of those losses, the Bengals have a, a, t- a tough way to climb to it, get to the to get to that first round bye to get to home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And I and I kind of when I sat down and looked at the schedules, I really thought since he was going to end up with the best record ahead of Buffalo by a, by, a, by a game, just because of the Buffalo schedule wasn't easy, but now I don't think that obviously it's not. If I'm the Bills, I am praying that the Chiefs and the Bengals are the two and three seeds. They better win the division because yeah, you. I don't. I don't. I would not want to see Cincy. No, I I would want to see him in the the, in the AFC Championship game in Buffalo. That's the only time I'd want to see Cincinnati. You know, let me let me look at the standings here real quick, just for fun. Give me a moment here. I got standings right in front of me. What do you want to know? Well, okay, so we got so we've got Buffalo. And let's say let's say since he wins the division, okay, Baltimore could, but let's say since we'll wins give it to Cincinnati, we'll say Tennessee wins their the division, South. and they, the Chiefs they will probably end up being the four seed, and the Chiefs win theirs. So then we're looking at wild cards, the uh, Jets, Baltimore. Don't don't put the Jets in yet. I, I, Miami, I <sighs> you've got well, you got Baltimore, you got Miami, you got the Jets. Uh, the Jets already have a win over Miami, which is why I put the Jets in as their wild card. Well, they'll they'll play again. Um, you got the Colts, you got the Chargers still hanging around. Although the Chargers' loss of J.C. Jackson is massive. Yeah, you need you need to keep that bracket clean. And, and with San <laughs> because, El- uh, there's nobody else. To me, there's nobody else. That's say, touch there's, there's there's three wild cards, right? Yeah. With Sam Ellinger now the starting quarterback in Indianapolis. I don't see it. I don't see a wild card coming out of the South. No. And with J.C. Jackson hurt, 
I don't see a wild card coming out of the West, which means your I don't wild, know, but I don't know. Which about means that. your wild cards to me are the Baltimore Ravens, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Um, it's still not. I, I still got to see one more, one more quality win from the Jets. I don't. But they're playing because well, part of what they're doing, they're they're playing for Robert Sala. When you're playing hard for your coach, oh. and not only that, but the ownership is doing what it can. They lost uh, Brees Hall, right? Yeah, but and they've now replaced him with James Robinson from ja- from Jacksonville, but making that trade that's huge. But I also don't think that you can count out everybody from the West yet, just because you, you know the the Jets are one clear. But like I said, I got to I got to see more from the Jets. But Miami's four and three, Baltimore's four and three, you know, and Chargers four and three. But you know the, the the Raiders could come back and make a run here. They're only you know they're two and four, but that's a really talented team there. Who knows what will happen if the Colts maybe – what if Ellinger works out? There's, I'm, the, I'm not – it's, it's just it's to too me, much. The, that bracket says to me, get KC and, and Cincy in that 2-3 game and keep them away. If I'm Buffalo, all I keep doing is i got to just win the games that are in front of me. Yeah, and, and you know, because if they, if they end up winning out, you're going to see you – know, they'll get to play low, the lower seeds – which you know is going to be pretty much either a wild well, card gonna, in Tennessee. If, if, if and, the yeah, Bills, if the Bills beat the Packers this week, it's very interesting what happens next week because that's the Jets. That'll be a showdown game. That'll be fun. I mean, the the Bills' next games are Packers at home, at the Jets, then the Vikings and the Browns at home, then they're at the Lions, at the Patriots, then it's then they host the Jets and the Dolphins. Before they finish with the Bears, the bank they have a game at Cincinnati. By oh, the way, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. That'll be fun. January second at the Bengals. That'll be fun. Officially, uh, do a little New Year's. Uh, the, the weird thing about that is it's second to last week of the season. You don't usually get a playoff preview that close to the end of the season. Yeah, that'll be a great game. Oh, and it's in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which could be huge. <laughs> good, it could. Yeah, that. Yeah, I I just think there's such a clear delineation right now between. It's so funny know. because I think in the AFC it's pretty obvious who the playoff teams are, and in the NFC it's the exact opposite. The NFC it's such a scrum. Oh, who knows is coming out of this mess? And the Giants have done you know getting off to the six and one start and with their schedule, they should if they don't get ten wins. <laughs> there's a problem. There's a problem. So I would expect you're probably going to see them there. And oh, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I, I thought Dallas was going to make the playoffs anyway. I mean, and you still have, if the Seahawks continue doing what they're doing, then you have three teams out of the West, easily the Seahawks, Rams, and Niners that could be in the playoffs. Well, well, but but here's but here's the problem. You know, if, if let's say Dallas and the Giants keep winning, you've only got one more wild card. Yes, you do. That means so that either, means either the Rams, Rams or the Niners will be sitting at home, which I I just can't believe that's going to happen. But it would because right now they're two games behind the Cowboys, three games behind the Giants. Give and the Rams time. already lost to the Cowboys, did they not? Yep. Give it time. Give it time. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's sheer madness, well, I tell you. Well, I mean, New Orleans is two and five and they're only a game out. Tampa Bay is three and four. That you could that ship could get fixed. You, you never know if Green Bay could pull it together and, and get back in this thing. There's there's just so many possibilities right now and it's it's just it's like you're looking into a mud puddle right now. 
to be honest with you. It it's, really is. It's disgusting. But let's, let's take a look ahead to the Week 8, eight schedule because that's where we're headed right now. And Week 8, we'll see if that uh, is a determining factor. The buys in Week 8 are the Chiefs and the Rams. No, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Sorry, I'm looking. It just shows me the symbol. It looked like the Rams symbol versus the Chargers. So the Chiefs and the Chargers are both off this week. Those are the only two teams on a bye. Okay. So Thursday night, it's funny. We had such bad primetime games this past week. We have great ones this coming up week. Uh, the Ravens are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, boy. Whew. Doesn't that make Tampa in that much more trouble? They can... If they play to capability, they can beat Baltimore. The question is, will they? I believe that Tom Brady is an underdog at home in that game. Probably will be. Let me look it up. I have it right here. Yeah, the Ravens right now are two-point favorites on the road. And I could see that. I would see why you picked But Lamar Jackson, to me, has not been impressive. The Ravens... Well, well, the to me the bigger issue for the Ravens is the defense has just been gacking they, they, up. They've yeah. been gacking up leads. They were you know, and they almost jumped against Cleveland yeah, too. Exactly. It's it's not a trustable team. <laughs> I and, and with and Tampa Bay's got a great defense, but it is a massive game for the Buccaneers. The oh, Buccaneers yeah. cannot lose this game and fall to three and five. But the way the division is, I don't know if that's necessarily true. They don't want to, but. You know, I, I got it, and I apologize. My laptop died, and I'm going to the phone. Who's Seattle got this week? I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. But, uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, the there's a London game again on Sunday Woo! as Denver is playing Jacksonville. The Broncos finally get this Broncos team is just hideous. <laughs> I don't know, but the thing is that that Jacksonville's like that that mid girl that. You know, you you think she's going to be a pretty date, and then you know she's picking her teeth, and you know asks you to pay the bill and buy the lobster. Jack, you know Jacksonville I mean. is two and five right now, and they should have won. They, there's a couple of games they absolutely should have won. No, that's it's a, still a young developing team. But I also I hate to bust Doug Peterson, my Super Bowl winning coach, but yeah, everybody thought he was going to be the wonder guy and. People are going to find out Doug's got some uh, got some issues too. So Carolina is at the Falcons. Interesting game. <laughs> Falcons. The Falcons don't win that game. I mean, you know, Carolina did this week against Tampa it was ridiculous enough, but yeah, the, Atlanta. The Cowboys are already off to a five and two start. Now get to host a Bears team on a short week. Uh, they they'll they'll beat the Bears. Then you have uh, Miami is at Detroit. Eh. Arizona is at Minnesota. That should be don't, good. Don't yeah that game. Don't near that game. Detroit can get their offense together, but it seems like they're falling apart a little bit. But don't, but don't necessarily count the uh, count the kitties out. <sighs> Tight. The Lions. I've been very disappointed in the way the Lions. Played I, this I year. have too. It's it, it, one week it's the defense, next week it's the offense. But you got to remember, this is a team that is still trying to rebuild. Arizona's at Minnesota. Hmm. Minnesota's coming off a bye. Arizona's coming off a long week. It's almost a bye because they played the Thursday game. Well, Arizona was kind of lucky to win that game against the Yeah, but, but having Hopkins back is huge. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. I, I'll, I'll, I'll still stay with Minnesota, but that, that could be an interesting game. The Raiders are visiting the Saints. 
and I think that's bad news. This is why I think the Raiders are in trouble, and because the the Saints are in must win mode. I had said at the beginning of the season, and and when Ken and I were, of course, the true host of SportsX Radio, Ken Thompson, that that game was going to be huge for the Raiders, and I took the Raiders to win that game. When I was running down through, and I think they're gonna, I think they will go to New Orleans. I, I do not. I think the Saints win that game. Five push up, five push up. Well, we already have that on the manage on the manager of the year, so I'm, I'm gonna w- wait till I win that one before I make another bet with you. Oh, yeah, because you're scared. The Patriots. See, he's scared, Tyler. He's scared. The Patriots on a short week are at the Jets. <laughs> the Jets again. They're gonna be and six and two. I would, I would lean Jets on this one. The, yeah. the way, especially what the Patriots did tonight, my God. Yeah, they, we know they lost Brees Hall, but they just traded for James Robinson, Robinson of the of the Jags. Yeah, so they they and they still have Michael Carter, adequate filling. He's he's a Giants fan, and they're I know, and they're playing and they're playing hard for Robert Sala. They love their coach. Yeah, but but of course you know it's the hoodie. And you know that he is not going to stand around and look at this and not make adjustments. And, in the, and losing to the Jets would be just so painful for him. He's going to. In the blowout game of the week, the Steelers are visiting the Eagles. Don't say that. <laughs> look, I, I'm telling you guys, the Eagles right now are... Sirianni is not making second No, I know, but, co- but coming, coming off of a bye... And playing an, a Steelers team that is still beat up, still doesn't have their best defensive player in T.J. Watt, the Eagles will win this game going away. I don't know if it's going away or not. I'm being I, told I think it this sounds like a be, trap. I think this game is going to be closer than you think. Uh, Tennessee is at Houston. Ew. Exactly. Can we can we just pretend that game did? Uh, the Carson Wentz Bowl. He's not playing for either team. <laughs> as Washington is at Indianapolis. And that's disappointing. That is very disappointing. Wentz and the guy who replaced Wentz aren't both aren't playing. You know, here's the set, the, the sick part about this is, you remember I said at the beginning that Washington could be a team that could get into the mix? You realize they win this game, they're back to 500. And they should win this game. That's... And here's where hmm. the games get interesting. The next three games, all very interesting. The San Francisco 49ers are visiting the Rams. Oh, boy. The Rams are coming off a bye. They are. 49ers are coming off a humiliating loss. But the Niners own the Rams. The Rams have tattoos on the inner thighs that say property of the 49ers. (laughs) You've been checking? I've just been told. Oh, okay. Little, little Instagram posts or something. Yeah. I don't know what sites you're on, buddy. Um have two I, minutes left to go. Saying you know what I'm I'm gonna go with we're, we're, we'll make Sam our picks Brown. later because okay. this, this is you can go ahead and say who you think is gonna win, but this is no spreads or anything involved. Yeah. Wild uh, game. I think San Francisco is here and here's your game of the week. The New York football giants are at the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> You know, I wonder if Pete Carroll's going to be ready for that one. That could make the Giants seven and one. It could, or it could get the, the Seahawks a bigger lead in the NFC West. The Giants took some injuries though, but you know, I, I tell you what—that's a game if you're betting it. Just no. oh, absolutely. Daniel no. Jones is playing out of his mind right no, now, and Saquon not, Barkley has been a stud. Do not touch that. Game. Then, of course, we said Green Bay at Buffalo is the Sunday night game, and then the Monday night game, and. On surface, you look at it and you go, it's a blowout. 
But this is one of those games that when these two teams play each other, sort of like when the Ravens play the Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals are at the Cleveland Browns. And I don't think since he's going to have a problem with it. I think the surface is the same as the core. I disagree. Okay. I think I don't I'm not saying that Cincinnati's not going to win that game cuz I think they will, but again, I don't think it's going to be the blood like I like you think with the Steelers and Eagles. Just because these when two teams like the the Bengals and Browns play each other, they do not like each other. It's like the Ravens and Steelers. Yeah, but I, I just think since he's way more talented than Cleveland, the the, the, the Cleveland, Cleveland has the better they, Cleveland has the run, better running game. If they can if they can control you know get some time off the clock and keep control of the ball and not make another. And by the way, we're getting place. closer and closer to Deshaun Watson being back. Just wanted to point that out. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the NCAA new rankings. See why Oregon has ruined things for everybody out west. <laughs> this is Sports X Radio, our fish tank edition on a Monday. We'll be right back. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Welcome back, everybody, to hour two of Sports X Radio, a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. I'm your host, Andrew the Fish Vane. With me, as always, Mark the Mastermind Hoke. And we are here live at the PSBR Law Studios from Las Vegas. Panache, Boyle, and Rappaputi. Oh, if you need a lawyer, they're the guys to call over $3.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last decade for their clients. A 99% success rate. Wow. The only thing better than that is the Astros' record this postseason. That's 100%. That's something like that. Yeah, the 99% success rate. They are strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. 702-830-9353. Once again, it's 702-830-9353. Call them right now. That's right. I don't know if you should do that. Well, if you need them. Yeah, absolutely. I guess so. Penache, Boyle, and... Rabbit There you go. Hey man, you gotta I gotta tell you though, man, this is there's a reason that insurance rates are as high as they are in Las Vegas. Because of guys like Panache Boyle and Rapid No, because of the people that cause the accidents and the the crime and all this stuff that happens twenty four seven. 
here in Las Vegas. And the reason why you would need Panache, Boyle, so, and Rapaputi. So call, call PBR, really. And those are the guys you absolutely need. I do. Well, I don't. I'm, well, I'm you, okay at the moment. At I the think. moment, but you I never think. know. I mean, you know, fish might come across here and punch me at some point. <laughs> right now, in the world of sports, only three games going on in the world of basketball. The Nuggets, five-point favorites in this game in Portland, down 115-98. to 98. What is going on? What is going on in sports? What's going on is sucks. What's going on in the third quarter, the Blazers outscored the Nuggets 45, 44-25. I just... Mm. In the world of hockey, the Vegas Golden Knights just scored to open the third period. They are now beating the Maple Leafs 2-1. to one. And with four minutes left in the second, the Hurricanes and Canucks are tied at one. Otherwise, these games have all gone final tonight. In the NBA, the Sixers get their first win. Hallelujah! With a win and a cover over the uh, Indiana Pacers, 120-106. to 106. The win by 14, I think... I want to say they were 12-point favorites in this game. Uh, they were indeed 12-point favorites. Uh, over under a 228. Uh, it did not hit. 226 is what they ended up hitting. Magic and the Knicks. Knicks closed the 7.5-point favorites. They get the win in the cover, 115-102. to 102. Wow. Did the Knicks win a game? They did. Raptors and That's Heat. Awesome. The Heat were 3.5-point favorites. They suffered the loss to the Raptors, 98-90. to 90. Spurs and the T-Wolves. How about this? The Spurs, who got destroyed on opening night, I mean, just destroyed at home by Charlotte on opening night, go into Minnesota, where Minnesota was a nine and a half point favorite, and win 115 to 106, and it wasn't even that close. They dumped Philly, too. They sent the Sixers to an 0 3 start. The Nets at the Grizzlies. Grizzlies closes one point favorites. They more than cover, winning 134 to 124 over the Nets. Ooh. The Celtics and Bulls. The Celtics close as five and a half point favorites. They get hammered by the Bulls, 120 to 102. <laughs> the Jazz hey. and Rockets, the Jazz, who were surprising everybody, looking really good, get dumped by the Rockets, 114 to 108. Oh, those are two bad teams. And like I said, Nuggets and Blazers right now, it's 118 to 99. Does anybody in Las Vegas want to bet sports anymore? No, it is. It, God, it's I, just, I mean, how can I, you? I, you know, I, I actually there's there's one surefire bet in Las Vegas in sports against the Lakers. That yeah, the Lakers are zero and three right now, and if you look at their schedule, they have a very good chance of being zero and eight or zero and ten. There's already children yelling at Russell Westbrook. By the way, did you did you see and, that? Oh, yeah, I did. What I don't understand is how they have not already pulled the trigger on the deal. Get rid of the 2027 and 29 draft picks. Get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for Russell Westbrook because you don't want to give rid of the draft picks. At this point, I, I understand what you're saying, Fish. And, if, if you, I'm not if, arguing with you. I'm because, just... and, and I, if you did not have LeBron James at his advanced age on your team, I would completely agree with you. But if you're not playing to be in the playoffs right now, then trade LeBron. I agree. I That's your th- choice. Either that, trade LeBron that or trade should, Russell Westbrook in the draft. And picks. honestly, that should have been a consideration last they, year. But they re signed him to an extension, a two year extension. Well, was that the right move? It. It's only the right move if you're going to make the move now to trade those draft picks and Russell Westbrook to get Buddy Heald and uh, Miles Turner. Blow it up, baby. Just blow it up. No, let, it's, let the Clippers let the Clippers run run. You don't have to blow. That's just it. You don't have year. to blow it up. You can still be competitive if you make that move, but you have to make that move. You cannot wait. There's Rob Palenka saying we want to wait till 20 games into the season. By the time you're 20 games in the season, you could be four and 16. Ugh. And then your season's done. Oh, well. That's their call, buddy. That's your team. My team's just going to get close and gag. 
That's what they're going to do. I mean, the funny thing is, the Sixers shouldn't be bad. Well, and, and they're not bad. But I mean, I mean the they Spurs have not played well. Ex- well, the, the game, uh, the game against Milwaukee, they had they had a chance to win it. They should when Milwaukee doesn't have Pat Can- Connaughton or Chris Middleton, and it's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia should have won that game. No. So, like I said, this I mean, but is James just Harden's a- look good. Joel Embiid's look good. Why are they not winning? <laughs> you're you're asking me the you're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. I don't know why they're not winning. And the funny thing but is, it, the, know, the, the funny thing about the Lakers is, you know, we talk about them too. They're top five in defense right now in the NBA. They're playing great defense. They just they have no shooters. That's why you have to make this trade. I don't understand why they haven't made the deal already. Well, you know, on the other side of it too is maybe they can find something better. You know, you get. We're we're not in the GM's office. No, the rumor the, sure other, some... the, the, the right now the rumor is that they would trade one of those draft picks. It's twenty it's twenty twenty nine to Charlotte for Terry Rozier. See, I I guess to me, when you're a team that is clearly going to be headed in a rebuild pretty soon, trading those two picks away, you better have a really good. But you have to because of LeBron. That's what I'm saying. Because you signed LeBron to that extension, and the only reason LeBron is on your team is so you can make the playoffs. You can't. You have LeBron to be a playoff team, so you have to do everything in your power to make the playoffs, even if that means but, mortgaging your future. But, but here's your problem for the Lakers: is I, you know, I think they're being a little bit delusional of where they are. It, no, they're not. Because the point is, if you're not going to sell out to make the playoffs, then you trade LeBron. So your choice is trade LeBron or trade Russell Westbrook in those two draft picks. Well, and they don't Period. seem to be willing to do any of it. That's the problem. They don't seem to be willing to make any of those moves. It's not about being. So, it's not about being delusional. They knew that they the team that as is constructed was not good enough, because everyone has said that. It's not just one or two people. Oh, that everyone has said this team does not have the shooters to do what they need to do. Except for the people that are running the team. That's the they problem. even they know it. That's why they're talking about making a deal. Because if they we'll, didn't, we'll they wouldn't see if they do it. I don't know. I mean, I. And and the NBA, especially, you know, you've got some opportunities at the bottom and half of the Western Conference, you know, that middle group, right? That you can get in there, and I'm sure they're thinking, well, we've got a, I'm we've not, got a core see, guys I'm, that could do it. I'm not arguing but, the fact with you that they are not that trading away their future like that is a bad idea. I'm not arguing the fact that right now, as constructed, they are not a playoff team. The problem is when you have LeBron James at this age and this point in his career. You have him solely to make the playoffs and make a run because when you're in the playoffs with a guy like LeBron, anything can happen, especially when you have Anthony Davis if he's healthy. So if you're going to do that, you have to go all in. It's like in poker. You have to push all your chips in the middle of the table now. You cannot wait. I I don't disagree with you, but I think they're going to wait. I I, I really do. I think it seems like they're going to wait. But then, then like I said, if if you're not going to do it, if you say, I don't want to mortgage our future, then I'll say, see you, LeBron. No, and... Because it's not fair. The reason he signed is because part of the deal was well, apparently when he signed, they told him that they would trade those draft picks to make the team better. Oh, and now he, they're not doing it. Does he really want to leave LA though? I mean, he seemed like he was thrilled to death to get there. You know, he was star he wanted, of one he, of the greatest he, movies of all time. That he, he was the star of. A, he, uh, he won a champ. He won, won a championship. Yeah, but right now, I mean, does he? You know, is he happy just being in Los Angeles and you know with the stars and all his buddies? And I don't think so. I think he wants the win. If he if he doesn't want to win, he wouldn't be playing because he could have retired already and said, "You know what? I don't need this anymore." He's he's old enough where he doesn't have to be there. Yeah, I, it, it's a franchise of he's so. he's already a Hall of Famer. I mean, I don't think yeah, there's any doubt I, of that. I, I, 
I, I just think that the Lakers have a main problem is in the front office right now. They just they just don't know what to do. And and honestly, it's it's pretty hard when you look at the 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 stars that you have on that team. You have to be looking at it and saying, well, "Why aren't we winning?" You know, we got you know, we've got some because, of the best because, players of all time. Because the it is it, basketball, and God rest his soul, Bernard just say this more than any other game is a game of matchups, and you have to have the right combination of players, and they don't have the right players surrounding LeBron. Well, see, but here's that this is the thing: is that do deep down do they do they feel that they do? I you think know, they, no. I think they, the problem is deep down they really believed going into this season or prior to this season that Kyrie Irving was going to be a Laker, and him saying, "You know what? I'll go play. I'll stay in well, Brooklyn." Well, that's still management. How, I, could you, I, how could you sit there and say, "Oh yeah, we, we're going to get Kyrie and we're going to get and we're going to do that"? You, you I don't ab- know. I absolutely agree with you. I'm He's not. Under I'm contract. Not, what do they? Th- I mean, they signed for some strange reason. They fired Frank Vogel and gave Rob Palenka a contract extension. So they're saying that the losses last year was all on Frank Vogel. It had nothing to do with the roster because if it had anything to do with the roster, they would have got rid of Palenka too. I think that the people that are up in the uh, in the luxury booths have lost their mind in Los Angeles. We have, and and, so. and Bernard used to talk about this all the time. The problem is Jeannie Buss listens to the Rampuses, Kurt and Linda. Well, guess what? That didn't work out so well. Did no, that this team has been in flux ever since her father, Jerry Buss, the owner, died. He was. He was the key. Oh sure, yeah. I, I, I just they they just I hate to say it, they don't know what they're doing up there right now. They really don't. And like I said, it's a Stevie so, Wonder can so, see what the solution is, but but they can't. And sometimes when you have that ego, and you think you know what I I'm the GM of the LA Lakers, I'm the the president of the Lakers. I am the man here in Los Angeles. And gosh darn it, what I say goes. And I'm right because I run the Lakers. And these they're and right 0 now. They're 0-3. That proves and, that they're not right. And it, unfortunately, a lot of times in life, when many of us go through that, where we think we're right, we're right, we're right, we find out we're wrong when it's too late. And the league is going to fleece these guys they're going to get desperate, and if they start falling apart, they're going to make a couple of really bad deals. And I hate to say it, Fish, but I think your Lakers are going to be in trouble for a long time. They absolutely are. That's why, if you're going to do it, then then go all in now. Like I said, the Pacers have already said they will accept. See, I don't think they're going to do it. The Pacers will accept those two picks and Westbrook for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Make the deal. Period. It doesn't make the Lakers a championship contender, but it makes them a six or seven seed. Maybe you should send them the audio of this uh this show here on sports. It is just asinine what they are doing. Agreed. But they don't see it that way. So, and when you're losing your city to the Clippers, it's even worse. (laughs) Well, that's all right. Red, white, blue is nice. Well, the Clippers, the the good news is the Clippers just aren't good enough to win a championship as displayed yesterday when the Suns absolutely destroyed them. Well, I don't know about that. See, the thing is fishing and, and you should know this. It's really early in the season. Everybody's still figuring stuff out. Talk to me if the if the Suns blow them out in game seventy two, then talk to me about it. But I'm, you know, like I'm I'm a Sixers fan, and while I'm upset that we lost to Boston, Milwaukee, and then San Antonio, you know, if if it's happening at game fifty, then I'm going to panic. I'm not no, going to panic. No, right but now. as a Laker fan, I'm panicking because their schedule coming up 
is, like I said, they are 0-3 right now. They have two games with Denver and a game with Minnesota as their next three games. Three, two teams that are way better than they are. So that's 0-6. Then they have the Pelicans, 0-7. Then they have the Jazz. Maybe that's a win, but also the Jazz are playing well, so I'll give the Jazz one win there. That's 0-8. The Cavs are much better than the Lakers. That's 0-9. Then they get the Jazz again. I'll give them that win. So 1-9 to start the season. You know what you should do? You should harken back to the olden days of the NBA and trade the L.A. Lakers for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It it is just just saying frustrating. I understand, and I and I feel your pain as do all of our listeners here on SportsX Radio on KDWN one hundred one five FM seven twenty AM. There's just no <laughs> no reason for this to happen because, like I said, the answer is obvious. If you're going to have LeBron James, you have to go all in. Period. That's the only answer. But the egos the egos don't see it that way. They will. They will if they're four and sixteen or you know ten and thirty. But by then it's too late. Well, yeah. And then by the time and all those the value of everybody goes down because you're going to be able to get them quick and it. it they should. I mean, they and, should. and the sad part is, L.A. right now is already a pretty depressed town after what happened to the Dodgers, what happened to the Bruins this past weekend, the way the Rams have been playing. It's not a very happy city. Oh, my heart is just sinking for Los Angeles. As well it should. Booty, booty, boo, hoo, hoo. Well, that shows you how backwards the world is right now because Philadelphia is a better sports town. Always been a better sports town. Back off there, Sparky. I'll put our championships, <laughs> I'll put our championships against your championships any day of the week. But, man, I'll tell you what, we love our teams. There's loyalty there. You guys are out surfing and stuff. You guys are the idiot fans that boo or clap when people get injured and boo Santa Claus and throw snowballs at him. Well, Santa deserved it. He didn't bring everybody all the presents we wanted. Yeah, but you're not supposed to clap when a guy gets injured and cheer. And you did that when Michael Irvin got injured. I didn't do it. You you were including yourself as part of Philadelphia's fan base, so you did it. Well, I didn't clap. But That is not good fandom. Well... Dude, it's a different dance in Philly, brother. Is well, I guess you have to you have to be kind of rough if you're living in Philly. After yes, all. you do. I mean, at least in especially L- right now, at least in L- at least in L.A., you get to wake up living in L.A. In Philly, you have to wake up living in Philly. I mean, our beach. We have to go down to like a beach in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That tells you everything you need to know, right There's, there. There are nice beaches for those that are listening around the country. There are nice beaches in New Jersey. Yeah, but in New but, Jersey, not in Philadelphia. Not. <laughs> Oh, you can head down to Delaware. It's just over the bridge. I think I'd rather be in Delaware than, than New Jersey. Uh, no, I've never been to uh, Delaware. So. Um, they both have their good and bad points. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's toward the south side. I've always wondered how, in the in the grand scheme of sports, yeah, how states like Delaware never got sports teams. Because there's no, there's no cities there. I mean, Wilmington is... Not even close to the size of Henderson. Really, w- w- yeah, Wilmington it, is that small in it's, comparison? It's not that big because no, there there are small towns, all the, not small towns, small cities all over the country that have sports teams. It's a very small. Portland state. is a very small pretty, city. Pretty much all the everybody that lives in Delaware is a you know a Philly fan. They're they're Philly guys. So I mean, I know it's but, just a little dangler down there. That's but like, all it is. Oklahoma City has all it has is a a basketball team. 
there's no baseball team in Oklahoma City as you count them unless you count the minor league team there. Mm-hmm. No football team there. Football is the one is the one sport that the small cities can thrive in because they make the, the yeah, hard salary gotta, cap makes everything but, even. But you've got to be able to put. 65, 70,000 people in Stansford to have an NFL team there. They're not going to put it. No, I know, but, but look at the small market. Look at football and the small markets that are thriving. Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati. But, the, you know, but those cities are, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're gritty, tough, you know, hardcore kind of people. They love the cold weather. You know, they, they, and those teams mean everything to them there. They do. I, I don't, you know, if you put a, if you have a place like Tampa, for example, you know, the baseball team doesn't draw at all because everybody's, no, it doesn't. everybody's sitting in the Gulf. And, well, no, no, no. Everyone, the reason why Tampa doesn't draw is because where the stadium's located. It's not helpful. I've been there. And that stadium sucks. Yeah. The it, Trump is not a good it stadium. Is, it is such a bizarre, bizarre place. You go in and it looks like it's tilted over, and I don't know. It just it just seems like somebody put a roof on a tuna can the wrong way. <laughs> and, and and no offense to my friends, because I have a lot of friends in Tampa, and and then you have the obstacles in the roof too. You know, with the catwalks, yeah, and no, speakers absolutely. that are hittable, and, and it's, I always it's thought just a it, weird. It's a weird. I mean, it, it was fun. I had I had a great time when I went there. To be honest with you, the trop, I, the trop to me always looked like the stadium that when Tampa Bay got a team said, "Look, this is the stadium we're going to put them in, but we're going to build another one while they're you playing here." Thought. I mean, it's it's not a bad place to watch a game, but just the I don't know it when when you're used to going to a place like Camden Yards that is just a hallowed ground of baseball, and then you go into a gray lopsided dome. And you would think that in a city like Tampa, you would have a glowing, bright, beautiful stadium, and it's not. It's not. It's just yeah. That, that's why I'm shocked that Miami doesn't draw well either. Well, but the, but here's the problem for those Florida baseball teams. There's a lot to do in the summertime. You know, man, you got the beach life, you got the restaurants, you got the parties, you got all that stuff going on. You got the same, but you got the but, same in L.A. and they and the Dodgers still draw. They drew close to four million yeah, this year. The Dodgers. This is that's one of the storied franchises in baseball that's been around forever. Can we, you know, the the Marlins? Yeah, they won a title. Okay, they won two or two. Excuse me, but it's still Miami. It's still Miami, man. Yeah, they've won. They've won more titles. In since their existence in '93, I think they came into the league, mm-hmm. than the Padres have in their entire existence. Yeah, Padres still haven't won one. That's really sad. That is sad. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for saying because now that that the Padres is the only game in town now in San Diego. They lost. Yeah. They lost their basketball team. They lost their football team. I love their. I, I love listening to their fan base. So that's. I, I never saw San Diego. I think be as loud. As they were in this series, in especially the Dodgers series. Oh, I, I, I will tell you, I was shocked because one of the things I kept hearing about that Dodger series with the Padres was that when the Dodgers went down to San Diego, you were going to see a sea of blue. It was going to be 50 50. And it was, it was there, not. There was no blue anywhere. No, no. And, 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 and San Diego, it's, you know, San Diego is a tough town to have a team into because of, you know, where it is and, once again, that that's a city like it's a, a, it's a transient town though because of the, all the the, the naval base, the marine right. base are all there. 
and it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's gorgeous. Maybe I, the most beautiful city in the country. I wish you could take San Diego and put it in Florida, and that would probably be a lot happier place, but, you know. <laughs> but it just it just seems weird. The NFL can support small cities, have them win. But there are most other well, sports and the, can't. The, and the thing is, too, with the NFL is you're only playing 17 games, and so you've all, only got eight or nine home games. So there's It's also the hard, the hard cap is the equalizer. Mm-hmm. And no other sport will allow it. The unions will not allow the hard cap. Oh. And yet it's okay in football. Just like there's no guaranteed contracts in football. Right. Yeah. It, you know, there's there's just something about the NFL that it's it's not totally bulletproof, but it's pretty close. But you're right. I don't know what it's like to to live and die by your team. I mean, when the Dodgers lost, it hurt. But I think it hurts a hell of a lot more when the Bills lose in Buffalo oh, and, and they're knocked yeah. out of the playoffs, or the Packers or don't make the playoffs for for some strange reason because they're so used to doing it. I can't imagine what that feels like in in, in a smaller city like that yeah. when that team That's, is everything. It is everything. It's yeah. your their identity. Mm-hmm. It really is. And you know, you, in in some of these other cities that we're talking about, it's you know, like Miami. It's not the idea. I mean, the Dolphins. Still are very popular, but it's not. It's not Miami. You no, know? but it's, and it's the same so... in New York because yeah, the Yankees losing is going to hurt some New Yorkers, but it's still New York. Yeah, they still they die by they live and die by those the baseball teams up there though. I don't. It's not so not as much for the football teams. I think it's part of where they are. I think the, the I think is, the, but... I think in New York, and I could be wrong, but. I think that the basketball team actually comes ahead of the football teams. I think the Knicks come ahead of the Giants. You know, we have a New Yorker in the booth. I'm just wondering if Tyler's if Tyler would like to jump on the air with us here. I, I would like to hear Tyler's. I would like. I would like to this. know. I I am postulating that it is that New Yorkers would rather see the Knicks win a championship than the Giants or the Jets win a championship. Uh, I would have to agree with you, Fish. The Knicks winning a championship would almost be like everyone in New York won, a, won the lottery. A million dollars would just be crazy. I mean, yeah, is it? Is it? Does it go? Seventy-three. Yeah. Does it go Yankees first? That's the team that if the only one team can win, they want the Yankees to win, and then probably the Knicks, and then the Mets, and then you hit the Jets and Giants. I agree. New York is a basketball city. Like we love basketball first, but the Yankees have so much history. So the Yankees is always in, and I'm from the Bronx, so I love the Yankees. But the Knicks, are you doing okay the then? I, I, I should have asked you. Are, are you, are you okay after the Knicks so much? Are you okay after this weekend? Jim Dolan makes so much money off of us, but I'm a, we're in Knicks town. With with, with the, your team losing four straight to the Astros, are you okay? I'm not okay, but you know what? Better luck next year. We got to re-sign Aaron Judge, and hopefully he doesn't go across town to Queens. Yeah, I know. And as a Dodger fan, I feel your pain because it really hurt us this year, too. But there you go. There's, there's your New Yorker point of view. I love his pain. I'm sure you do because yes. I know you, as a Baltimore Orioles fan, I'm sure you do. But, yeah, so it, and it Sorry. makes sense to me that the Knicks, because he's right, New York is a basketball city. Oh, they love basketball up there. Yeah. Rucker Park, all this stuff. Yeah, man, it's and – the, and the Knicks were just such a – you know, for a long time where even though they were kind of playing second fiddle to the Celtics, you know, you still had – you know, those great teams in the early 70s. And and then you obviously had those great teams in the 90s that just couldn't get over the hump. The, the Pat Riley teams with, you know, Patrick Ewing and, you know, you had to kill Alonzo Mourning. <laughs> couldn't get past Michael Jordan. And, right. 
Reggie Miller. I mean, to me, you know, one of the most one of the most fun other than you know some of the Sixers Celtics rivalries and the Celtics legal league rivalries. One of my favorite NBA rivalries of all time. Pacers and Knicks. Pacers and Knicks. And I loved Reggie Miller. I liked the Pacers a lot. Man, I'll tell you what, there was nothing. I I still don't know if I've seen a more heated, weird, crazy, insane rivalry than that Pacers that Pacers Knicks rivalry. It was it was incredible. I mean, you had like you had the the uh He said it's because they stole Mark Jackson. Yeah. But the you know, the, the the Bulls Pistons was vicious, but you had the celebrity factor in New York and the, the and brashness it's, it's of funny Reggie because, Miller and oh because it, Reggie Miller went to UCLA, I was always a huge Reggie Miller fan. So I you know, I but I did I felt bad for Patrick Ewing. He may go down as one of the greatest players to never win a title. Yeah, it, it is a shame he never won one. Because the one chance he had, he had to go up against Hakeem Olajuwon on the Rockets right in their right in their prime. He, I bet he wishes he would, had never seen Hakeem Olajuwon, like ever, college pro. You've never seen Hakeem Olajuwon? Is no, him, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, he would. Yeah, that's right. Because he went against Houston's Vice Lama Jamma too. Yeah, they had the they had the that one national championship was yeah it was against Hakeem. Yeah, so he so they're even now. Right, yeah, they're I, one and one. I don't know. I still, I'd have still rather won the NBA title than. Yeah, oh yeah, because he, because you know he Ewing won it for Georgetown, not for New York. <laughs> you know, and 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 those Knicks teams were incredibly fascinating just because of the the physicality, the brutality, and then you had you know all the celebs coming out. It was if you hadn't seen that thirty for thirty with Reggie Miller and going against the Knicks, it's re- it was really Reggie Miller against Spike Lee. No, he didn't. He and John Starks. Did not like each other very much. No, and there was there was no love lost between those two gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. No, and, and you know you had guys like Rick Smiths who who always played a role. That that Pacers team was great. I was I was really sad that they didn't when they finally got there that they didn't win the championship either. I mean Reggie Miller to me is boy. I'll tell you, I would love to have taken if you could take Reggie Miller and put him in today's NBA. I'm going to tell you what Steph Curry doesn't have all those records. They go to Reggie. I would. I I, I, I I would probably agree with you. I think Reggie was a tougher player. I think he was a smarter player. Curry is a, a pure talent, and but well, Reggie, the, the other Reggie thing was forged in the fire with Cheryl, his sister, and it just never the, stopped. And the other thing Reggie Miller could do that Steph Curry doesn't seem to do as much. Reggie could get under your skin. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I you know and that you know it was funny that uh, Tyler and I were actually talking about before the show started about how LeBron James would have held up in an era taking on guys like Bird, Magic, and uh, Isaiah Thomas and I honestly I think they would have absolutely melted LeBron's brain. I disagree. I I think LeBron would have a really tough time against those guys. So are we are we getting a We're we're not hearing him. Oh, I I heard him. Oh, you did. He said oh, Michael Jordan. Okay. Michael Jordan's top five in minutes played of all time, and it, twenty. He's, he's twenty. Sorry, he's twenty ninth in minutes played of all time, and top five in points. LeBron James is top three in minutes played, and number two about to be number one in points. Jordan would have destroyed LeBron if they were going head to head. I I just and 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 it's nothing. Yes and no. The difference is back then. There was never, there was no player like LeBron. The closest thing was Magic Johnson, and 
I mean, my here's here's my thing on it is I've seen LeBron wilt a little bit at times, and I just think that in terms of mental toughness, I mean, you you might have a case that LeBron in terms of his athleticism and his all around game would be better than some of those guys. I just think that mentally, I think that Jordan would find a way to get in his head and just take him out. He probably I think Bird, would. I think Bird would have done that too. I think Isaiah would have done that. I don't think Isaiah would have. Oh, I, I think, Isaiah I think, was pretty good at it. I think, but I think LeBron would be better than Isaiah. Um, I think Magic would have would have been he, able to do it he, too. He, to me, Magic is the best comp to LeBron for for the what they were yeah, at the time. I agree. I, I would I would take Magic. Just me. No, I got you. I I can't really argue. And, I, and the funny thing is, like I said, I've never been a LeBron fan, and now I have to cheer for him because he's on my team. It happens. <laughs> I've gone. I had a, I had many Orioles that came through Baltimore that I did not want to root for, but I kind of had to. And you have to do the opposite with guys like Mike Bucina. Mm. Albert Bell was one. Oh, <laughs> Joey. I would, I would sit. I would, honest to God, when I went to Orioles Cleveland games, I would sit in left field. Just so I could yell at Albert Bell. Joey. Oh, no. He got the corky for me. No, not Joey? No, he got corky for me. <laughs> he was a bat corker, too. And th- there's no easy way to do this. I'm just going to switch. I'm, I'm just telling just you. Switch. We're switching gears. Because, switch gears. Because we haven't talked to any college football. Oh, yeah. We got to talk college football. And it was quite the uh, interesting weekend in college football. Yeah. Because UCLA, everyone was lauding their defense going into this game. They made Bo Nix look like, I don't know. The, the, Say it with me. You get Bo. <sighs> you know where that movie's from, right? Draft Day. <sighs> say all, it with me. All I know is. I can't say the rest of the line. All I know is Oregon made UCLA look like what UCLA is. Yeah, I agree. Boy, I'll tell you, and it is such a shame for Oregon that they just got so played up such bad. a stinker at the beginning of the season because that's going to keep that will probably keep them from the playoff because what'll happen is if they're tied with it, if 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 they're tied for a spot that's going to be the thing that keeps them out absolutely because you know I was I was looking at this this morning actually so you know if Georgia ends up if Georgia ends up losing one game well obviously Georgia's got a head to head Michigan or Ohio State they're going to lose to one of the other. Unless, each other. unless Michigan or Ohio State gets blown out the way Oregon did. But then you're still going to, well, yeah, that, that could open a door. That's the only Maybe. way. Or if, Maybe. Or if Tennessee or Georgia, like if Georgia blows out Tennessee that way. See, your nightmare scenario for, is Georgia for the committee is, yeah, is Tennessee beating Georgia and, and then, then losing and then, to Alabama and the SEC in the SEC championship. And all of a sudden, you've got the the three SEC teams with one loss that all beat each other. You, and then you have a decision to make with Ohio State, Michigan would because be the you, one you, loss because you still you still have that. You still have, if Penn State somehow pulls off the upset win against Ohio State this weekend, and then Ohio State beats Michigan, you have the same scenario in the Big Ten. Yeah, and I, I forgot what the tiebreak is for the three way tiebreak. I'd have to I'd have to look that up. But the problem is with the SEC, you would have if if Georgia beats or loses to Tennessee, and then Tennessee loses to Alabama in the in the SEC championship. Well, then Alabama game, gets the revenge game, and that first loss goes bye by bye. the boards. 
So you have you have so that Georgia beat Tennessee and then and then Alabama beat Georgia and the but Georgia, but Alabama would have done it in the championship game. Yeah, but still, it, yeah. I mean, I guess. And then you have little, TCU and Clemson sitting there going, "You, we're undefeated." And I'm gonna tell you something. I think they both have a legit shot. But the the trick for TCU, they now they they have Texas and Texas Tech and and Baylor left. Should be all winnable games. The, the game with Texas will probably be the toughest one. But then they're going to have to go back and play somebody that they've beaten already in the Big 12 championship game. My prediction would probably be Oklahoma State. That was an overtime game. I mean, if they, but if they get through that, I mean, there's so, you know, there's going to be like seven quality wins okay, on their schedule. So, and we've done this week in and week out, but we got to do it again now. So TCU, we'll say, is undefeated all the way through. Mm-hmm. Clemson, undefeated all the way through. Okay, so those two teams are undefeated. Then you have, let's say, Ohio State State remains undefeated. They beat Michigan, or let's say they they beat Penn State but lose to Michigan. Oh, <laughs> wow! So Mich- I guess that would make Michigan undefeated at that point, right? And what do you? So you have Michigan, Clemson, and TCU undefeated, and then you have Georgia beating Tennessee, and then Alabama Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Which one of those three in the SEC or two of those three in the SEC are going to the playoffs? Well, it would never be two in that scenario. There's no way. And I, the, so you have to, so it has to be Alabama? It would have to. If but they, do, if but they, doesn't Tennessee go away? Well, it would, come down, it would come down to who wins the conference title. It would, it would, have, it would to, have to. Be, it would have to be Alabama because that's the only way that could happen is they beat Georgia in the conference see, championship the, see, game. And, and the, only, you know, the sick part about that is do you weigh – Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC title game more than Tennessee having beaten Alabama in the regular season, and I think, yeah, I think I think that Tennessee is screwed on that scenario. They're they're it, 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 that if that scenario happens, it's going to be whoever wins the so the wins so the so the win over Alabama means nothing for Tennessee unless they beat Georgia. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going to get shut so out means, of the conference title, see, and, that, and that's what stinks for Tennessee is they have to win. Two massive games because they have to beat both Giants, Alabama, and Georgia. Well, welcome to college football. They actually have to win three because they'd have to be Alabama a second time probably in the SEC championship. Wouldn't it be game. nice if there was a, a some sort of expanded playoff or you know? But what, hap- what happens if what happens if, what happens if Tennessee beats Georgia, then loses Alabama in the SEC championship game? I think you still have to weigh the conference championship game and the game that played second. You you both have seen each other now. You get a rematch. And and that's something that I always valued when I coached. You know, if so you, Tennessee, if you win the first one, lose the second. So one. So that means Tennessee, in order to, for Tennessee to make the playoff, what you're saying has to happen is they have to win three games. They have to beat Alabama twice and Georgia. Probably, probably. Given the way everything how else is going, ridiculous. I mean, as much as I hate the SEC bias, how ridiculously unfair is that? Well, <laughs> guess uh, guess you got to be the best team. That's that. If you if win the conference, but if you win be- the conference, but if you've beaten already beaten because they could that means they could have lost to Alabama once, beaten Georgia and then beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, why are your divisions crossing over like that? I know. I I'm I'm with There's- you. Alabama should have to play Georgia in the regular season to make it fair. That's the only way for it to be fair. Is Alabama has to play Georgia in the or, regular season too, or when they get the when they get the other. When Texas and Oklahoma come in, you don't. Well, unfortunately, you're gonna. But there's rivalry games that they're gonna have crossover. But the way to solve that is don't cross over. 
Oh, I'm well aware. But now, for this to happen also, that means TCU and Clemson both have to be undefeated, and one of the Big Ten teams has to be undefeated. I think Clemson will make it. Um, but they've obviously got a big test with Notre Dame, and they also play South Carolina at the end of the season. The conference championship, I was looking at that, and... It looks like Georgia Tech. Honestly, it's it's going to come down to the Carolina-Georgia Tech game probably just because of who's beating who. But Carolina's two games clear, but they still have to play Wake, and and they've and, and if, if they lose to Wake and then lose to Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech wins that head-to-head, and off they go. Which is unbelievable. So Clemson, I mean, Clemson, I mean, TCU has the tough schedule too. They've already played tough games, and they have tough games coming up. Yeah, and, and the Big Twelve. Boy, I'll tell you that that conference turned out. It, would you? Can you believe that that conference has turned out to be as tough as it has with Oklahoma falling off the table like they did? No, that's that's insane. That it is. A, it's pretty amazing, but it, it will be tough for TCU to get through. But yeah, if you see, well, and well, and here's your other question too, though. If if let's say TCU does run the table. But you have that the trifecta that happens in the SEC, and you have a trifecta happen. I don't think the trifecta is going to happen to the Big Ten. But you but, could. But you'll still, but you'll still have one of those teams. The only loss is going to be let's say let's say Michigan loses to Ohio State. The only loss Michigan's going to have is to Ohio State, the number who will probably good chance they're the number one team in the country at that point. Yeah, I would so, think so. Unless so, you're going to fault them for losing to Ohio State and. So you're gonna kick out an undefeated TCU team? There's nothing. That means there's not. The difference being, there's something Michigan could have done to not have that one loss. And that's, there is nothing different TCU could have done. Yeah, it. I would say TCU would get in in that scenario, but you know you have to. You know the one thing you're looking about is who are the four best teams in the country. Yeah, I mean, the, like I you said, put, you're right. If yeah, you put Michigan and, I and, and if you sit in the committee room, and I say to you, Mister Fain. In your esteemed opinion, who would win on a neutral field? Will it be TCU, the Texas Christian Horned Frogs, or the Michigan Wolverines? Who wins that game Michigan. on a neutral field? So there's your there's your right. there's your quandary. Right. So but I'm praying that Penn State beats Ohio State this weekend and Ohio State beat Michigan beats Michigan. You know, you know I love Penn State and there's no no way I know. The hell they're gonna win. But I'm pray and I'm also praying that Georgia beats Tennessee and Alabama beats Georgia. So you have three one loss teams in the SEC, three one loss teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> because then all of them have a claim. Then you have six teams with one loss. And that's not counting. It doesn't matter if they're if TCU or Clemson are undefeated. And if what if you know if Oregon runs the table? You know, even though it was a bad loss, let's say Georgia. Well, let's say Georgia is up number one. Yeah, Oregon's hope is that Tennessee beats Georgia, but that doesn't matter if Tennessee because if Tennessee beats Georgia, no. If I'm Oregon, I want Georgia going all the way. I want Georgia undefeated. Yeah, because that loss doesn't look as bad because right, you're going because you number, lost the number, number one, one team, team in the country. Yike, mess, messy, messy, mess. Who is there? Anybody else in contention? I'm just let me see. Because it was Alabama, no, the, probably not. I mean, no, because uh, Oklahoma State, even if they if they win the Big Twelve, they're going to have a loss. U- to USC has the loss. UCLA now has that loss. Yeah, this is this is really down to seven, probably seven teams right now. Yeah, that, and it's ironically the top seven teams in the country: Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Alabama, TCU. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, there's even though, well, well, Utah's got two losses. Yes, they do, but. Could a one-loss USC or one-loss UCLA if they turn around? Could well, they... yeah, and only one of those teams will have one loss, obviously, because right. they have to play each other. Yeah. Let's say tie. They, um, they can't uh, tie. I know. I'm just kidding uh, around. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 
I mean, it, I miss ties. What if Syracuse wins every other game and Clemson loses to Notre Dame? Won't matter. They still won't. No, they I know. Still can't get in the conference right, game. But, so. but what if what if Clemson loses to Notre Dame and South Carolina? But Syracuse runs the table and goes. We'll, they're we'll lost. they're too low and their strength schedule is not good enough. And even if they would, even if they would somehow find a way into the ACC championship game, no one's going to take that seriously. The Ole Miss loss this past weekend really hurt. Yeah, not surprising though. To LSU, I thought they would beat LSU. LSU's going to have a chance to screw all this up too. They, they're they're playing good football. Brian Kelly's doing a good job. All of a sudden, because they they didn't seem that way a couple of weeks ago. When uh, Tennessee went into went into, I mean, obviously Tennessee is better than I think people gave him credit for. When Tennessee went in there and just took it to him, yeah. There's there's still some fun to be had. But here's the problem with the SEC. Oh, I guess not because I. It's funny it didn't look tough. Now this week is it this week? Is it this? No, it's next week. Alabama's off this week. Next week they're at the LSU. Yeah, and that that'll be. I think it's going to be a test for Bama. It's in Death Valley. It's a night game. You don't want to have to play a night game in 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 LSU at Baton no, Rouge. You've got a pretty darn good coach there that's going to be ready for Nick Saban. So I need Alabama to lose. Just let's let's get everybody with two losses and see what really happens. That would be interesting. What would a two loss Alabama team? What if because I guess if they get two losses, they still would, would they they really can't go to the conference championship, right? Uh, it would depend on who they would be. The losses would be two. Well, one of them's to Tennessee, obviously. So, so that one doesn't matter. But if the other one's to yeah, LSU, you just can't you can't lose the head to head matchup. That's that's it. You can't whoever you end up tied with, you can't lose the head to head. So, <laughs> man, we're just, we're just plotting is, the demise because I'm wondering football. if a two loss Alabama team is better or worse than a one loss USC team. Mm, no. No, I don't think so. Because if Alabama it's, got two losses and end up somehow in the SEC championship game and still beat Georgia. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. You I'd, can't, have to, I'd have to look at the schedule because, to see if it's right, possible. But, because the problem becomes if a two-loss Alabama team beats an undefeated at the time Georgia team, you can't have either team go to the to the, to the playoff. You can't have, because you can't have Georgia lose. Tennessee. Yeah, you can't have Georgia lose lose to Alabama and then go to the playoff over Alabama, but you can't have a two-loss Alabama team going either. Well, that 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 would be fun. That's why. That's why this this. I mean, that's why the playoff should be expanded. It should. It really should. I think I, I like the idea of no conference. Just have a super conference. I don't like that. You, you still need to have rivalries and things like that. It's not. It's not fun without that. Even though I will say when Penn State was an independent, it was pretty entertaining because they did play. You had your rivalry games where you paced, placed Syracuse, Pitt, Rutgers, and some of those teams. But you could go out and pick off whoever you wanted. And Joe Pa was pretty good at that. He was pretty good at picking out the teams he needed to beat. Yeah, so LSU after Alabama still has Arkansas, UAB, and Texas A&M. Yeah, Alabama is the last real hurdle for LSU. Yeah. With wins already over Ole Miss, Florida, and Auburn. I love college football. It's the college football is my favorite. I it's, love it. It's funny because I love it, and it, yet it's so frustrating at the same time. Yeah, I, but Iowa State, Michigan is going to be probably going to be the game of the year at this point to me. I really think so. Unless Penn State, they're beats not Ohio State. No. <laughs> 
dude, I follow this team like a no, no. There's not not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I I believe the the Vegas bookmakers uh, pretty much agree with you at this point because uh, let's see what the spread is for that game. Do 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 do. Uh, Illinois Nebraska is coming up on Saturday. Ah, TCU West Virginia. And Nebraska could win the division. Tennessee. Did you see this, the the standings in there? By the way, that division is horrendous. Don't tell me Nebraska can win it. Here it is. No, they could. Ohio State is a fifteen and a half point favorite in Happy Valley. That is a fair number. I think that's a fair number. Do you take Penn State? No, plus the fifteen and a half. James Franklin won't win that game. He'll find a way to get. Even if they keep it close for a while, he'll find a way to blow it in the fourth quarter. So no, Ohio State. Ohio State is way more talented. They are. What about the the, the other battle of ranked opponents? Kentucky and Tennessee. Tennessee is a thirteen point favorite at and, home against uh, Kentucky. Yeah, I think Tennessee's going to bury him. What if Kentucky beats him? <laughs> well, then Kentucky and, beats him, and then Tennessee beats Georgia. <laughs> well, then Tennessee. I think would go to the SEC championship. You're, by the way, the team that you said could be facing Clemson in the ACC championship game is a 23-point underdog this week. There is no way a team that is a 23-point underdog should ever be in a conference championship game. No, he shouldn't. But the way the standings are working out, it's it's a distinct possibility. Notre Dame-Syracuse this week, too. Syracuse, two-and-a-half-point favorites over Notre Dame. Wow. I don't. I, I think I'd be on the Irish on that. How about this one for you? This, this is for Chris Wynn here. Oh, Michigan State, Michigan. The Wolverines are twenty-one and a half point favorites. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I was a little shocked by that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Right, ride the Wolves on that. Yeah, North Carolina's got Pitt this week. North Carolina's three and a half point favorites. See, there. that's and that's the thing. North Carolina is undefeated in the, in the division, but they've still got Pitt and Wake and. George Tech. Oklahoma's and, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in a game on the road at Iowa State. Iowa State's in last place, yeah. Oklahoma's got that. Uh, Oregon is 17-point favorite at Cal. UCLA a 16-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Stanford. USC a 15-point favorite ho- going to Arizona. Arizona, I, I'll say of those three games, I think the USC-Arizona game is probably going to be the best one. This is an interesting game. OK, OK State, K-State. That would be a it's very a pick good game. And that game is probably going to be... It's in little, uh, little, the Little Apple in Manhattan. That game will probably be f- determined who is going to be playing TCU in the conference championship. I like Oklahoma State. I think they're a little more explosive. But but, but Coach Clive has done a great yeah. job. I the, mean, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Are we allowed to still say that? We should. And... Uh, Georgia, 22-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. And I think they'll beat them by a lot more than that. Are you sure about that? I don't know. I'm, Florida has just not looked good. That seems like a lot. I'm trying though. to see. We have about a little less than two minutes. So I want to see if it's about some of the games on Sunday. Raiders are two-point favorites in, in New Orleans. You like the Raiders? I like the Raiders, yeah. Uh, the Panthers are actually four-and-a-half-point dogs in Atlanta. The Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I would take Atlanta. The Eagles, 10.5-point favorites <laughs> over the Steelers. Oh, that little hook. If you get rid of the hook. Get rid of the hook, you're all right. Seahawks, three-point favorites over the Giants. <laughs> uh, ooh, don't, t- don't touch that game. The 49ers, one-point favorites over the Rams in L.A. 
I would lean Niners. The Bills, 10.5-point favorites over the Packers. I think that's a safe bet. I do. I know, Fish, it's hard for you, but accept it. The they're, Bengals they're are only three-and-a-half-point favorites on Monday night in Cleveland. And I think it's because Cleveland's got a good running game and they've been competitive, but I'd go with the Bengals. And I think that uh, uh, the Thursday night game, we already said that the Ravens were two-point favorites over the Buccaneers in Tampa. Okay, icky game. I, I think I, I wouldn't touch that. And we're both taking Houston to win win the championship. Who wins game one? Houston. Yeah. I'm sure Verlander's going, so. I would imagine. Yeah. But it'd be great. It's going to be, a, like I said, it's going to be a better World Series than people think. And I, do I, wanna... and I hope people don't ignore this and not watch it because the Phillies got there. This is going to be a lot of fun. There's 10 seconds left. I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Congratulations, Yankees and Padres. Bernard, we love you. Have a great night, everybody. This is SportsX Radio, Fish Tank Edition. Believe in the process.